Welcome to EdTech Journeys, the Wayne County Public Schools podcast where we explore the ever-evolving world of educational technology and its impact on teaching and learning. Our mission is to help educators stay up-to-date with the latest EdTech trends and best practices. In each episode, we'll sit down with experts, teachers, and administrators to discuss their experiences and share insights into how blended learning and technology integration are transforming education. Join us as we embark on a new adventure in learning. This is EdTech Journeys with Robert Yancey. On today's episode, Robin Wilson, Instructional Technology Facilitator at Eastern Wayne High School, discusses cyber safety for students. She speaks about being responsible with information you share, the importance of always being aware of your digital footprint, and protecting both your personal information and your reputation online. Ms. Wilson shares tips to help all of us make better decisions about how we use technology and social media. Now, let the journey begin. I'd like to welcome our guest today, Ms. Robin Wilson. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Would you mind starting us off by telling everyone a little bit about yourself and your professional background? Sure. Good morning, and thank you for having me. Um, my name's Robin Wilson. I'm, I was a teacher for 14 years in elementary school, first grade, second grade, and then I decided to um, go back to ECU and get my master's degree, and I did it in instructional technology. Um, I wasn't as comfortable with technology at the time as I felt like I needed to be, and so I wanted to learn more about it and how I could use it in the classroom, and I was um, hired in the position after I graduated with, um, with my graduate degree at Eastern Wayne High School. So I went from second graders to <laughs> high schoolers, <laughs> but I've been at Eastern Wayne now for 10 years. Wow. Okay. So. And you are the instructional technology facilitator at Eastern Wayne. Okay. So what kinds of things do you do as the instructional technology facilitator um, at Eastern Wayne High School? What kinds of things do you do to support the staff of your school? Uh, well, I do professional development with the staff. Um, I research and try to find um, technology tools that I think will benefit them in the classroom to help their lessons be more effective. Mm -hmm. um, I, hmm, I, I, um, I do some troubleshooting and some um, IT work when the um, equipment's not functioning the way they need it to, um, but I don't spend a lot of time on that. We have technicians that I call in sure. and do that. Um, but if I know a projector's not working and I can fix it and they need to, to complete their lesson, I'm going to try to get in there and fix it for them. I um, work with the teachers. Um, sometimes I co-teach classes with teachers. Um, uh, students now with technology like to use, um, they have more tools at at their disposal than we did growing up. Mm -hmm. And they don't just have to write a research paper anymore for a project, they can create. Mm -hmm. um, and so I like to go in and show them different um, different software programs that they can use to create, do projects with. Um, I do a lot. <laughs> I'm trying to, um, I, I maintain the school website. <laughs> um, there's a lot I do. I kind of have my hand in a lot. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so let's drill down a little bit on uh, what, what you do with students. What, what kinds of skills or topics do you work on with students as it relates to technology? I, I, we have, um, we used to do, it was called freshman orientation. Mm-hmm. Every year I would, the freshman English teachers would bring their students in and I would go over cyber safety and digital safety with them issues of things that had come up in the past with students. I'm trying to be proactive Mm -hmm. and keep them out of trouble before we have to get them out of trouble. Right. So um, I work with the students a lot on, you know, this is, these are things we've seen in the past. These are things, and my list gets longer every year because it continues to grow, things that can happen. But um, I want the students to know I'm there to help them Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to keep them safe. So, and I help them with their work when they, they come to me when something's not working. I'll say, Miss Wilson, what am I doing wrong? And <laughs> I help them with that. So. Sure. Um, so, yeah, cyber safety is so essential to teach students today. And, and obviously, it's a topic that you cover with your students. Um, could we delve a little bit deeper into that? You know, what, what kinds of elements of cyber safety do you discuss with students? Um, You know, are there specific things that you'd like to highlight with students? There are. uh, Social media is a big one. Mm -hmm. Um, They all are on social media. Um, They're on their phones Mm -hmm. all the time. Um, It's an extension of their hand, I think, that's attached to them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A lot of the students don't understand. They know that it's it can be dangerous on the internet, mm-hmm. but at the same time they're still in that frame of mind where it's not going to happen to me. Mm. So I have to explain to them, yes, it can happen to you. It has happened to to students. That's why I'm talking to you about it. And social media seems to be a big one. They want to post anything and everything. They want to video everything. Mm-hmm. And there are certain things that don't need to be posted. Mm-hmm. You can overshare. Mm. What do you mean by oversharing? Um, Your location, where you're at, that's dangerous. You don't want strangers knowing where you are. They can put uh, phone numbers, personal information, like their um, home address, email address, um, things they don't think twice about. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. theft identity is, uh, identity theft, sorry, is a big problem right now. And Mm -hmm. they don't realize not only that, keeping them safe, they, mm-hmm. they might meet somebody online and, oh, they're a wonderful person and they say they're the same age they are, sure. but at the same time, it could be a 50-year-old person and right. they don't know that. So I go through, stra- we had strangers we could see. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. have strangers they can't see. Right. So right. it's, and my parents knew all my friends. Right. My parents knew that my friends' families. Now we don't know our child's friends all the time. And it's it's hard, right? Right. So so when a child is creates an account, when mm-hmm. when they create say a social media account, um, what I'm hearing from you is they probably shouldn't be sharing a ton of personal information right. on that account. Right. Um, are are there any other uh, suggestions that you can give about? you know, interacting with these accounts, Um, say passwords. Yes, definitely. Passwords, they, um, the students, um, I've noticed things like they'll leave their account logged in, their email account, or they'll leave their, they'll they'll leave it wide open. They don't think anything about it sometimes. And Mm -hmm. I know they're teenagers. They, they do that, but they'll share 
passwords with their friends. They'll share passcodes to their phones with their friends, and I, I have to keep, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Google has some helpful tips under their lessons online or in, on their website, and one thing that they suggest now is don't set up a password, set up a passphrase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's harder to hack or guess, mm-hmm. and it's easier for us to remember because we have, I don't know about you, but I have thousand passwords out there and usernames, and (laughs) I have to keep a list now because I can't remember them all. And so passphrases are something you can set up that's specific to you, and you could take, like, um, my cat's name is Mia, and you can take the first letter, make some capitals, make some lowercase, Mm -hmm. put in some numbers that are specific to you, and and special characters, and it's easier for you to remember, and it's harder for other people to guess. So I've been recommending that to the students. Sure, sure. Uh, keep their personal, keep their settings on private, mm. because when they post, they don't think a lot of times about their settings. And if it jumps, if it it's if it's on public, mm-hmm. the entire world can see what you're posting. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes people aren't very nice with their comments. I, I, I've also tried to tell them you really shouldn't friend people or follow people that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's somebody that you like, I mean, say it's a, an artist or a photographer or a mu- musician that you like their work, yes. But if it's if people are just sending you, fo- you know, requests to follow you or sending you friend, if you, I don't friend anybody I don't know or know somebody that knows them. Right. Right. To be safe. And I've had several students meet people online. And I ask this every time I start orientation. It's one of my first questions. Have you ever met someone, developed a relationship online with them, and then met them in person? Hmm. And the answer, every, I have, every class I've had has had someone that has. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I have said is, well, first of all, I would say don't do that, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I know you're a teenager and you're going to do what you want to do, so the only thing I can say to that is make sure you tell your parents, your friends, everybody you know where you're going, who you're meeting, meet them in a public place. Mm-hmm. Most of them say they've met them at a football game or a school or a basketball game or the sure. skating rink, but I actually had one student tell me they met somebody at a house. That concerned me. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. really, really contested. No, we mm-hmm. don't do that. And don't go anywhere alone with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's it's things they don't think about sometimes that we do mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that I worry about. Yeah, listening to you, that kind of scares me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, they, there, there's a lot of things to be concerned about, particularly if you're interacting with people that, you, I mean, you don't even see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And they can send them a picture. Sure. And it doesn't have to be them. And I have taught them about Google reverse image search right. <laughs> so that they can check the picture and see that it's not one that's posted all over the Internet that somebody just grabbed and put up there. Right. Right. So based on your experiences, what kinds of social media are students engaged with? Uh, what should they know uh, about these platforms? I mean, basically, what's popular? What, what are they using right now? TikTok. <laughs> TikTok, Snapchat. Um, actually, um, they don't know this when I tell them, but YouTube's also considered a social media platform. And mm-hmm. they, I always ask them, what do you think is the most po- popular social media platform among teenagers in the country today? And the first thing they all say is TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you'll be surprised. It's up and coming, but it's not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. And, um, they said, well, what is them? 
what do you watch videos on all day? And they're like, YouTube. I said, yes. And then I say, what do you think about adults? Facebook. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> and Facebook still is number one in the entire world right. among people. But, right. And I try to explain to them, you know, you're really not supposed to have a social media account till you're 13 anyway. And that's not to be, you know, they're not trying to be rigid about it, but a lot of advertisements mm-hmm. you know, are through social media and they gear it towards their people what their likes and dislikes are, and they fit, they don't the students don't understand that you have to be able to discern at a certain age. Mm-hmm. You know what's you know what's being uh, thrown at you to purchase and sure. what's not, and how to make up your mind as to what you should need and what you want and what's best for you. So I try to explain. You're not doing it to try to be you know rigid or hard about it, but they don't feel like you're ready to. They don't want you getting on social media and purchasing everything you see and things like that and your private information being given out when you're not old enough to understand the consequences. Right, right. So. And that that is embedded in all their EULAs for the most part, right? Yes. Yeah. But <laughs> they click I'm eight I'm thirteen or older yeah, and yeah. it gets it's it's but but it is, I mean, it's in the it's in the FERPA. Yep, yep, yep. It is a, a law, so Okay. So um Talk to me a little bit about uh, digital footprints. Uh, you, you've already kind of alluded to some of that, but talk to me a little bit more about digital footprints, particularly, um, you know, what are some risks involved with leaving behind your, those digital footprints? Well, a digital footprint is, it, it's, I, I just tell the students, it's a lot like your footprint on the beach when you walk in wet sand, but that footprint tends to, dissolve and go mm-hmm. away where your digital footprint doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime you go online, you leave breadcrumbs, mm-hmm. you leave traces of where you've been. And what might be funny today may not be funny five years from now to post. Mm-hmm. And so, or to send, or what you think might be a wise choice now, you really need to think hard about how it's going to affect your life down the road because people, they go online they post things and this follows you. It's your footprint. It follows you literally and you can delete it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean somebody else hasn't downloaded it, screenshotted it, saved it somewhere and can repost it. So I'm trying to explain to the students they need to curate mm-hmm. their social media pages. Go in and we do that most of the time anyway. We pick the best things to post. But sometimes, at you know, freshmen, sophomores, juniors, they're not looking yet at colleges. Juniors might, but freshmen and sophomores are there, and they're just having fun. Mm-hmm. And they might go out and do something crazy with their friends and post it. Mm-hmm. Well, four years from now or three years from now, when you're looking at going to a college and you're up for a scholarship, is that the representation of yourself you want people to see when they look at your social media page? Coaches, I have a lot of students that, well, I'm going to get a sports scholarship. You know, I'm going to play football. Coaches at these colleges are looking at their social media pages now mm-hmm. because they want to make sure that they're going to be a good fit for their team. Right. They, and you don't want to give a scholarship to a student that you think is going to go out and you know, just not put it to good use. Right. Right. You want to know their work ethic. And so I try to explain to the students, go back, look at your social media posts. Now, I know some of them will go away, after mm-hmm. a few, but if you're posting things on Facebook or, you know, go back and make sure that there no, there's nothing up there that's going to hurt your reputation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they think it might be funny to go out and 
I hate to say this, but go out and party mm-hmm. and post pictures of it. Mm-hmm. And they do. And technically it's illegal to drink under the age of 21. So you're posting pictures of yourself doing something illegal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the kinds of things that you don't want to put forth your image out there. And mm-hmm. I try to talk to them and just remind them, these are things that will come back to haunt you eventually. Just mm-hmm. and, and can these digital footprints students leave behind lead to things like, say, cyberbullying? Definitely. Mm-hmm. And we talk about that. I mean, bullying has always been a problem, I think, since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was bad enough when we were young, and mm-hmm. they did it face-to-face. But now students can, if they find a picture of you or they have information about you and they say, you know, they go online and they start spreading it. Um, You know, it used to be when you left school or got off the bus, the bullying would stop. Mm -hmm. But now we have phones, we have email. It can go on 24-7 all the time. And you know as well as I do, these students don't like to turn their phones off. You can say you can turn your phone off, but they don't like to do that. But... It, it can be bad. Um, there's different types of cyberbullying. I go over that with the students. Actually, at my principal's request, I started doing that because we had a lot of students going into the office saying I'm being cyberbullied, mm-hmm. but they weren't quite understanding what that meant. Right, right. And so I go through, like, there's harassment where somebody will contact you over and over repeatedly, sending you messages, emails, texts, and not let up over and over, um, deceiving which is sending out false information, setting up a fake website, saying that that, they're that person, Mm -hmm. putting things on there. Um, Flaming is a problem. Mm -hmm. Flaming is online fighting back and forth. Mm -hmm. And we have a big problem with that now because I think that tends to lead to the issues in school. Um, You know, you'll have people fighting online, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. back and forth arguing Mm -hmm. on a weekend, Mm-hmm. And then it carries over to Monday morning to school. Mm-hmm. And that causes problems at school. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's become a big one. And I try to explain to them, don't, we were always told, don't lower yourself to the bully's level. Right. Don't go back. Don't say anything. Be bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, now I really explain to them, don't. Mm-hmm. Do not. Do not respond. Because... What's going to happen is eventually you're going to get tired of all this. Mm-hmm. And if you can't stop it, you're going to need help to stop it. Mm-hmm. And that's what adults are there for. That's what mm-hmm. we're there. You can tell your parents, tell your administrator at school, tell a teacher you trust. Come talk to me. That's mm-hmm. what I'm there for. But save everything. Don't delete the text. Don't delete the emails. Don't delete the messages. Print them out. Right. Screenshot them. Save them. Because you need backup. When mm-hmm. you go in there to say, this is what's happening. Now, if they're going back at that person, then that person could come in and say, yeah, but look at what they responded. Right, right. And they just fueled the fire. So I try to explain to them, don't do that. Keep yourself out of trouble. Mm-hmm. We're trying to help you. And if it gets to a point where they feel like they're being threatened, mm-hmm. we definitely need to know. Right, right. Because I don't want any of my, st- I don't want any of the kids getting hurt. Sure, sure. So going back to digital footprints, and you've already kind of alluded to this, but do you talk specifically to students about inappropriate content? Yes. Okay. That becomes a big, a big part of my orientation, um, especially with um, 
the freshmen. And it was funny because I used to really just do orientation with freshmen and come in classes every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but with COVID, we realized we'd skipped a class or two. Mm-hmm. So now last semester, I was asked by all the English teachers to do seniors, juniors. I did all of their classes. Mm-hmm. And the older students, you can tell the freshmen think it's funny. They mm-hmm. get in there and start giggling when I start talking about inappropriate content. But the, the seniors, I, they're like, I didn't know that. I wish I had known that. Mm-hmm. And, but yes, there's a lot of inappropriate content. Like I said, um, you can go to, you can look up a website of George Washington and run across inappropriate content. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. one click away. You mm-hmm. don't mean to, but it's there. And I tell them when something like that happens, we the, the county has firewalls. We have safety measures in place, and hopefully it catches all that before it gets through. But every once in a while, something odd will pop up. And I was don't share it with all your friends. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. backspace or tell your teacher so we can get that site looked at and blocked. But um, they tend to post inappropriate content. Mm-hmm. And um, those are the things I talked to them about, like I said before, um, going out and partying and doing things that are illegal that you shouldn't be doing, um, doing things that you think are funny that might not be funny to everybody else. Right. And posting it. Um, I talked to them about, you know, we don't want to use obscene language mm-hmm. online. We don't want to use obscene gestures mm-hmm. online. Um, and I've, you know, it's, they just look at me and grin. And <laughs> I'm like, I know it's on TV every day. We sure. see it. I understand it's out there, but it doesn't mean I want to look at it when I go online. And I'm sure you all don't need, want to see it all the time either. Mm-hmm. Um, we have had, you know, the students don't seem to understand the severity, I guess, of the the consequences sometimes. Um, I do have to talk to them about inappropriate um, images, pictures, mm-hmm. um, is sexting, mm-hmm. is sending um, explicit sexual photographs in nature on, you know, online sharing mm-hmm. it. And, um, I think the one thing that opens all of their eyes is when I say it is a felony mm-hmm. in the state of North Carolina mm-hmm. to have a picture of that nature on your phone of somebody that's under the age of 18. Right. Because they're a minor. Right. And that's considered child pornography. Mm-hmm. And if it is on your phone, you're in possession of child pornography, which is a felony. Mm-hmm. And they look at me and go, I mean, their face is just, Drop their mouth drops open, right, and I right. said, um, and you know, I've had people say, "Well, I would never do that," but we talk about, you know, I, I said everything I'm up here talking to you about is because it could happen. We've been through this issue. We know it's out there. Mm-hmm. We know you're facing it. Um, I start by asking, "Why would somebody even put themselves in that position?" But sometimes mm-hmm. they're young; they don't think. They make mistakes, but mm-hmm. this is a mistake that can haunt them forever. Mm-hmm. This is, like I said, you can delete a picture. Mm-hmm. You can delete it, but that doesn't mean everybody else in the world that saw it has deleted it. Right, right. And I try to explain, they're like, well, we don't, what if we? somebody sends it to us? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, if we're sitting at a table here with four people and there's four people at a table behind you and you open it and they see it on your phone, then they know you have it on your phone. You need to get rid of it immediately. Mm-hmm. I said, but um, the person who actually sends the photo, that's that's sharing mm-hmm. child pornography or disseminating child pornography, mm-hmm. and that's one count. Then whoever that person who got it shares it with, 
the counts go back to the first person who originated plus that person. So it spreads and spreads and spreads and multiplies. And once it's brought to administration's attention, mm-hmm. they have to report it to law. Sure. To the law, sure. to, to um, police. Mm-hmm. And then it's out of their hands. Mm-hmm. So I want to stop it before it gets to that point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because this is a, that you have to, you could, you could do jail time. Mm-hmm. And as a minor, you can, and you can do, uh, you would have to register on the North Carolina sexual offenders list mm-hmm. registry, which is a registry you really don't want to be on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're not allowed in school, you're not allowed on school property. Mm-hmm. And I try to explain that to them, you know, think, don't think now, but think later on. Mm-hmm. When you have your own children, mm-hmm. this is not something you want to do or because, you want to be able to go to your child's football games and your child's school plays. And mm-hmm. they just look at me like, I hadn't thought about all that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So as you're going through these lessons, um, what, what kind of feedback do you get from the students? I mean, what do they think about uh, uh, this, this, this information that you're sharing with them and, and all of these lessons you go through with them? Um. That, I'm glad you asked me that because at first they come in and they were just like, oh, here we go. She's going to talk to us about cyber safety again. Mm-hmm. And I start off saying, I know you, you, this is a generation that's been using technology since you were in kindergarten or before. You probably had an iPad handed to you or a phone when you were three years old. Mm-hmm. I said, I know that. You're, you're different than we are. I said, I'm not going to go over just cyber safety with you. You've mm-hmm. been through it. And I said, I'm going to talk to you about the things I've seen, things mm-hmm. that can happen. And by the, you know, by the end, they're all sitting there like staring at me with big eyes where at first they were kind of giggling and thinking, oh, no, here we go, rolling their eyes. But by the end, they're like, this was interesting. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I talked to I talked to I have a son. I talked to them like I've talked to my child. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's what I'm here for. I want you all to feel comfortable coming to talk to me about things. I said, I'm not in a bubble. Mm-hmm. I know things go on. Mm-hmm. I, I walk down the hallway and you all don't even realize I'm behind you. I hear things and they, they start laughing. And I said, but, you know, I hear things and you turn around and go, oh, Miss Wilson's there. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because they don't see me. You know, I walk out in the hallway and they're walking along talking and gabbing. And I said, I hear things. But I said, um, they, I think by the end, I had a couple of students, actually, that's how I got the senior class in there. I had a couple of students that were in the media center working on a project while I was doing this mm-hmm. with another group of students. And when they got back to their room, their teacher asked them, what took you so long? Because mm-hmm. they were just supposed to come in and print out, I think, something off the off the computer. And they said, Miss Wilson was doing something really interesting in there with a group of kids and we wanted to listen. And so she <laughs> called me and said, what were you doing? And I told her and that's it. So I was like, well, if the kids are sitting around and wanting to listen and hear what I'm saying, I need to do it without everybody. Sure. Sure. So I think they, I think we play, I set up a Jeopardy game at the end and mm-hmm. we do a review game and I think they enjoy it because at the end they're all like, Raising their hand, you know, I know I want cyber safety for 500 and I want digital footprints for three. And I have one category called, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> I want, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> so I think we have fun. I think we talk about relevant topics, relevant sure. issues to them, what they're seeing. Right. And um, I think they enjoy that. Well, great, great. Um, 
So I think you've shared a lot of uh, safety tips uh, that that uh, students can use to keep themselves safe online. So I won't belabor that point anymore. Uh, what I would like to ask you, though, uh, the kids all want and often need to have phones and their own computers in this modern world, right? Uh, but parents still want to do what they can to keep their children safe. Do you have some suggestions for parents in monitoring their students' online presence? Yes, <laughs> I do. Um, I've heard a lot when I'm talking to the students, I hear a lot about, well, my parents, you know, they're always coming in my room and they're, you know, and, and they're wanting to know what I'm doing and I don't have any privacy. Mm-hmm. And yay. <laughs> That's all I have. I, yay. Yeah. I know that as a teenager, I was in my room after dinner with the door shut, doing homework on the phone, talking, Mm -hmm. watching TV. I wanted my time by myself. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, this is a different world. Mm -hmm. And your child's on their phone more than they're talking to you. Mm -hmm. They're on their computer if they're not on their phone. I tried to make it a habit that when my son was on his computer on his phone, I would and he'd go to his room. I would say, "Would you leave your door cracked?" Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't have to leave it wide open, but would you leave your door cracked? Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, I'd stop by the door and knock on it and go, "What you doing?" Well, I'm on my computer. Well, what are you doing on your computer? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm playing Call of Duty. You know, he was gaming or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, who are you playing with? Mm-hmm. And he had a group. Of friends, and he had a couple of friends. He had a friend in Scotland. He had a friend in Australia, and they had to figure out the time zones. But I mean, it's just I wanted to know who he was with. Mm-hmm. When I couldn't see them, it made me nervous. So, mm-hmm. I, but I would say sometimes you have to invade your child's privacy mm-hmm. to keep them safe. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to them. Ask them how their day is going, how it went, mm-hmm. because. Um, Sometimes I think parents get wrapped up in their phones at night when they get home, too. Mm -hmm. And um, I just think if your child feels comfortable coming to you, you know, if something goes on online you're not comfortable with Mm -hmm. or something's said online or you see something online you're not comfortable with, please know you can come tell me. Mm -hmm. Because that's the only way we're going to find things out is if they come and tell us. Mm -hmm. And um, I've always just felt like they need to feel open you, that you're open to listening to them and hearing what they're saying. And it just, I just, like I said, I, I would be nosy. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be nosy. That's until they're 18, we're supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good advice. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you, Robin, for sharing your perspectives today on cyber safety. We appreciate you. Um, just uh, giving us some, um, just some information, uh, some good information uh, as it relates to uh, cyber safety. So thank, thank you. you for having me. All right. Before we say goodbye to our guests, we have a segment called Five in Five. In this segment, we will ask our guests five questions that we hope they will be able to answer in five minutes. Are you ready, Robin? Sure. <laughs> All right. So your first question. If you could choose one superpower, what would it be? That I could fly. Okay. Any particular reason? Um, so I could travel wherever I'd like. Sounds good enough to me. <laughs> question two. Describe one of your hobbies. Painting. 
Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, how long have you been doing that? Uh, about five years now. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. and you really enjoy it. I love it. I can't <laughs> wait to get home in the evening and just watercolor, acrylic. I love to paint. It's my, that's how, it's therapeutic. Right. <laughs> it's how I relax. <laughs> that, that is awesome. Question three. Name one item on your bucket list. One item? A beach house. Okay. <laughs> I want a beach house. <laughs> I want to wake up in the morning and look out on the beach at the water. So. Okay. Terrific. Um, question four. If you won the lottery, what would you do first? Um, I'm going to say this, and, and uh, you might not like it, but sure. <laughs> quit my job because, because <laughs> there's a reason, there's a good reason, because I would like to spend my time full-time designing schools that, that are, that are um, all encompassed like into one building, mm-hmm. so your security is managed mm-hmm. all in one building, um, have state-of-the-art Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. have everything the way, my dream school. Mm-hmm. I would like to start building my dream school, and so I know that would take all day, every, you know, for a while, so I would have to quit work for a while, <laughs> but <laughs> that's what I've always, I, I've been you know, in education for 24 years, and I walk into schools and go, wow, this is awesome. I'd like to take this and put it here and take this. I would love to have the money to just design my own school with the newest, latest technology and everything, safety measures, everything the way, new furniture, new, just... Everything that we know that should work in school. Yes, yep. that's out there that I can do. And that is so, yes, I would quit my job, but not get out of education completely. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. <laughs> you. All right. And our last question What is one question you wish people would ask you more? That's a good one. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a tough question. Um, Why have you stayed in education for 24 years? So why have you? Well, the children, Mm -hmm. definitely. Um, We were asked that at ECU when I first started taking education classes. Why do you want to be a teacher? Mm -hmm. And the first thing everybody said, I love children. Mm -hmm. And our professor said, that's not going to get you through. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's got to be more than that. That's a good start, but there's Mm got to be more. It's the students. Mm-hmm. It really is the relationships. I like to, I have students now that have children that I taught in first grade that have children of their own. Right. Um, and I think, wow, I taught them how to read. Mm-hmm. And the students in high school, when they come to me and go, Miss Wilson, I need to ask you something. I mean, I I feel like they need us. Mm-hmm. They They do. They need us. And... I love it. I love the people I work with. Mm-hmm. I think the people make it. When you work with a group of people that I guess have been doing it as long as I have, they're in it for the same. We're all in it for the same reason. Sure. I mean, it's you know, it's it's not the money. Mm-hmm. It, it's definitely not. It's and it's a lot of extra work. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of days that you go home feeling totally like you were 
no help to anybody all day long, totally defeated. And then there's the next day where you're like, wow, that went the way I wanted it to go. Everything <laughs> fell in place. Yay. And that child that couldn't do something that, and you hear it all the time, the light comes on. It really does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's, that's why I, I just, I want to help. I don't necessarily want to make a change. I want to help. Right, right. And that and that's an admirable a- aspiration, absolutely. Um, well, thank you for being our guest today, Robin. We appreciate you uh, uh, being um, uh, interviewed on our podcast. Um, a- as I said in the previous segment, we learned a lot about cyber safety today, and uh, we hope you can join us again in the future. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thanks. I appreciate it. Before we say goodbye to our guests, we have a segment called Five in Five. In this segment, we will ask our guests five questions that we hope they will be able to answer in five minutes. Are you ready, Robin? Sure. (laughs) All right. So your first question, if you could choose one superpower, what would it be? That I could fly. Okay. Any particular reason? Um. So I could travel wherever I'd like. Sounds good enough to me. (laughs) Question two. Describe one of your hobbies. Painting. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. How long have you been doing that? Uh, About five years now. Oh, wow. Okay, and you really enjoy it. I love it. I can't (laughs) wait to get home in the evening and just watercolor, acrylic. I love to paint. It's my, that's how, it's therapeutic. (laughs) It's how I relax. (laughs) That, That is awesome. Question three, name one item on your bucket list. One item? A beach house. (laughs) (laughs) I want a beach house. (laughs) I want to wake up in the morning and look out on the beach at the water. Okay, terrific. Um, Question four, if you won the lottery, what would you do first? Um. I'm going to say this, and and uh, you might not like it, but sure, <laughs> quit my job because because <laughs> there's a reason, there's a good reason because I would like to spend my time full time designing schools that that are that are um, all encompassed like into one building, mm-hmm. so your security is managed mm-hmm. all in one building. Um, have state of the art. Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. have everything the way my dream school. Mm-hmm. I would like to start building my dream school. And so I know that would take all day, every, you know, for a while. So I would have to quit work for a while. <laughs> but <laughs> that's what I've always, I, I've been, you know, in education for 24 years and I'll walk into schools and go, wow, this is awesome. I'd like to take this and put it here and take this. I would love to have the money to just design my own school with the newest, latest technology and everything, safety measures, everything the way, new furniture, new, just. Everything that we know that should work in school. Yes, that's out there that I can do. And that is so, yes, I would quit my job, but not get out of education completely. I got you. I got you. All right. And our last question, what is one question you wish people would ask you more? Hmm. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a tough question. Um, why have you stayed in education for twenty four years? 
So why have you? Well, the children, mm. definitely. Um, we were asked that at ECU when I first started taking education classes. Why do you want to be a teacher? Mm-hmm. And the first thing everybody said, I love children. Mm-hmm. And our professor said, that's not going to get you through. Mm. You got to, <laughs> it's got to be more than that. That's a good start, but mm-hmm. there's got to be more. It's the students. Mm-hmm. It really is the relationships. I like to, I have students now that have children that I taught in first grade that have children of their own. Right. Um, and I think, wow, I taught them how to read. Mm-hmm. And the students in high school, when they come to me and go, Miss Wilson, I need to ask you something. I mean, I, I feel like they need us. Mm-hmm. They, they do. They need us. And I love it. I love the people I work with. Mm-hmm. I think the people make it. When you work with a group of people that I guess have been doing it as long as I have, they're in it for the same. We're all in it for the same reason. Sure. I mean, it's you know, it's it's not the money. Mm-hmm. It, it's definitely not. It's and it's a lot of extra work. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of days that you go home feeling totally like you were no help to anybody all day long, totally defeated. And then there's the next day where you're like, wow, that went the way I wanted it to go. Everything (laughs) fell in place. Yay. And that child that couldn't do something that, and you hear it all the time, the light comes on. It really does. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's, that's why I I just, I want to help. I don't necessarily want to make a change. I want to help. Right, right. And that and that's an admirable a- aspiration, absolutely. Um, well, thank you for being our guest today, Robin. We appreciate you uh, uh, being um, uh, interviewed on our podcast. Um, a- as I said in the previous segment, we learned a lot about cyber safety today, and uh, we hope you can join us again in the future. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us today. Please subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, enjoy your EdTech journeys.